Hi there, welcome to today's episode of Verity Vitamins. My name is Benjamin Pace, and in this segment of the podcast in the month of January, we have been talking about door jams. In the regular podcast, we've been talking about the open door. This is something that I felt like the Lord put on my heart for the year 2024, that it would be the year of the open door. And I want to reemphasize this. You know, there's a lot of people who are expressing and sharing what they feel like the Lord has impressed upon them for the year 2024. And it's different. You know, you don't hear everybody saying the exact same thing. And some people would look at that and say, well, see, nobody's in agreement. And that's not true. Uh, The Bible says that we prophesy in part, which means that there are other parts that the other person may not have. And so when you look at what the Lord is revealing to different people, about the coming year and putting on their heart, you know, it's not just about predicting an event in the future. What it's doing is setting a tone, setting a direction, and describing what God wants to do. And there, you know, a lot of people would look at, you know, the prophetic words that people have over a year and say, well, see, that didn't even seem to come to pass, or it didn't come to pass in my life. And, you know, there's a lot of things that God has wanted to do that didn't come to pass. And and I'll reemphasize this. There's things God wanted to do in your life last year <laughs> and, and do in my life last year and do in the lives of many people last year. But whether or not it came to pass is not entirely up to him. And so when we talk about these things, we're setting a tone and we're describing what God wants to do, what his plan is. And yes, there are some things that God will do regardless of what people do. But the the impact and the access that it has in our life has everything to do with what we're talking about. And so that's why we're talking about door jams in the Verity Vitamins segment. Because just because there are doors that God is opening or wanting to open or want, wanting to have open to Him for Him to have access does not mean they automatically will be. We have a part to play in that. We have to walk through the open doors that he has set before us, and we have to open the door to him to gain access in our life. And so in the Verity Vitamins, we are talking about door jams and things that try to stop the door to God in our life and things that try to hinder us from walking through the doors that God has opened to us. And in praying and seeking the Lord about this subject, and uh, one of the... uh, one of the passages that came up on my heart in talking about doors is this uh, this scripture in Luke eleven fifty two, and Jesus is talking, and he said, "Woe unto you lawyers!" Now, now this is not an anti lawyer scripture. Back then, the lawyers were a little bit different than they are today. They had lawyers in the same sense of of you know the way we have them today, I believe. But this is more referring to people who were masters of the law, so to speak. Uh, And when I say masters of the law, you know, we in our society, we have different degrees that people can get. You can get your regular degree, you can get your master's degree, and some people can go on to get their doctorate, their, their doctor in that thing, become a doctor in that thing. You understand? And so that concept is, you know, that's a part of what this culture has too. There were people who were quote unquote masters in the scripture and the law. And Jesus even mentioned doctors of the law in one place. And so these are people who are supposed to know the scriptures really well. 
But, you know, you can know the scriptures really well in a head sense, in a mental sense, and not know them spiritually. Not know them, not know what they mean, not know what the heart is behind them because you don't know the heart of the Father. I'm not saying you don't know it, you understand, but people can know the scriptures mentally and totally miss everything because they don't know the heart of the Father. And that was the case with many of these people. They knew the scriptures, but they didn't know the one who wrote them. You understand? They, they, they knew what the scriptures said, but they didn't know the one behind the scriptures. And that was the issue. That was their problem, is that they took everything at face value. They interpreted everything at face value. They didn't dig into it. They, they didn't see it through the right lens. And because of that, they misinterpreted it. And, you know, there's a lot of people who misinterpret Scripture. There's a lot of people who read things wrong because they don't know the one who wrote it. And this is why the, the Holy Spirit is such an important part of our lives. I mean, this is one of the reasons, one of the thousands and millions of reasons why the Holy Spirit is such an important part of our lives, because Jesus said he will take of mine and he will show it unto you. I think sometimes people hear that and they think, oh, the Holy Spirit is going to going to relay the message. You know, he's going to he's going to let me know what Jesus is saying. You know, he's going to forward the email. But really, that's not the whole picture of what it's saying in John when Jesus said that in the book of John. He said he'll take of mine and he'll show it unto you. That's not just him forwarding the email. That's him explaining it. That's him expounding it. That's him opening it up to you and helping you to see it and to grasp it in the way that a child could grasp it. And, you know, Jesus talked about how God has hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. You know, so showing something has to do with revealing it, opening it up. And, and how would you get a revelation of the Holy Scripture by knowing the one who wrote it? by having an intimate relationship with the one who wrote it. And now I'm not talking about, you know, just putting your own interpretation on the scriptures and saying, well, yeah, I know that scripture clearly says you shouldn't have sex outside of marriage, but, you know, I just feel in my heart that the Lord is showing me it means something else. No, no, that's another spirit. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit, the same one that wrote it, is living on the inside of every believer, and if they'll listen... He'll, he'll help you to see and to put together all the scriptures and to consider the whole counsel of God and not to take things out of context and to rightly divide the word of truth. And that's some of what we're going to talk about in the rest of this episode. But, but let me keep reading here. He said, Woe unto you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. The key of knowledge. Well, what do keys do? They unlock things. We've talked about how Jesus has the key of David, and we've talked about how we have the key of faith. Well, this is the key of knowledge, and I'm sure there's a whole lot of things I could get into about what this means, but this is a shorter segment, and I don't have enough time to do that. But Jesus said, you entered not in yourselves, and them that were entering in, you hindered. I want to emphasize this to you for a minute. He said, you didn't go in, and those who were trying to go in, who were entering in, you got in their way. You hindered them. In other words, you were a door jam <laughs> to them. 
you put a door jam in the way. But what caused it? Taking away the key of knowledge. Now, if you wanted to hinder somebody, let's say a parent wanted to hinder their teenager from driving their car. Well, how would they hinder their teenager from driving their car? They'd take away the keys. Do you see that? If you wanted to hinder, let's say you wanted to hinder a friend who was intoxicated, you wanted to hinder them from driving home, well, you, you, you take away the keys, <laughs> you know? Or, or maybe there's an elderly parent or grandparent who shouldn't be driving anymore, you know, God forbid. And, and, and you know, but they, they don't want to, they're not willing to do that. Well, you know, some, some people, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do this, but some people, they've taken away the keys, you know, because they don't want them to get behind the wheel. And I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not advocating that one way or the other. But the point is, if you want to hinder somebody from having access, you got to take away the keys. And Jesus said, you didn't enter in yourselves and you hindered those who were going in from going in. You kept them from going in. You know, this reminds me of Joshua and Caleb because they were entering in to the promised land. They were there. They were on their way. They had their bags packed. They had their tickets paid for. They had their Airbnb booked and they were entering in. But then something tried to hinder them. And it wasn't their own lack of faith. It wasn't their own uh, lack of ability. It wasn't their own willingness to go in. The Bible says that the Israelites hindered them. I mean, when you look at the whole passage, when you look at the whole thing, the Israelites entered not in, and Caleb and Joshua, they hindered. Why? Because of their unbelief, because of their willing, unwillingness, their fear. And the Bible tells us that Caleb and Joshua had another spirit, and yet they were hindered. You know, the Israelites couldn't stop Caleb and Joshua from eventually going into the promised land, but they did hinder them. And Caleb and Joshua actually had to wait some time before they could go in. Now, that's, that's a, a concept that I, I think we shy away from because it's true that no person is to blame for your state of life or whether or not you obey God. You can't blame anybody else as to whether or not you do what God tells you to do. But there is also a truth in recognizing things that will try to hinder God's perfect will and purposes in your life immediately. And, and this is, this is a di different concept. And I think we'll get into this more in a fuller podcast here in the future, but this is why it's important to have the right people in your life because the wrong people in your life can try to hinder you from going in the wrong people, the wrong influences can try to hinder you from going in. And and then there are some cases in which, you know, you, you had no control over what other people did, and yet there was a hindrance because of the corporate <laughs> attitude or the corporate choices. I mean, this is true of nations. You know, there are things that happen in nations because of what countries as a whole do, what leadership does that we can't always control. But that doesn't mean that God won't keep us and protect us and preserve us in the midst of it. He will. If we'll obey Him, if we'll look to Him, nobody can, nobody can get in the way of us and God and His blessing if we're right with Him. 
And yet there are some things that they can be hindered. I want to get into this more in detail because I don't want to confuse anybody with what I'm talking about. But I just want to mention this part of it. It is possible that other people can partially hinder things. And the reason why I emphasize that to you is because I want you to realize that just because there's a delay in something God told you to do does not mean the delay is from God. Are you listening? Just because there's a delay in something that God told you to do does not mean that the delay is from God. You know, I, you hear this a lot. Well, God's delays are not his denials, you know, and, and there's a truth in that. You know, there are times that God will say, hey, wait, you know, it's not time yet. You know, I have the right timing. I have the right thing. You be patient. But at the same time, we also have to understand that just because there's a delay does not mean God sent the delay all the time. And I think this is a brand new concept for some people because we have to realize we have an enemy and the enemy can try to hinder and delay things. And it still requires our patience and our perseverance. But just because something is delayed does not necessarily mean the delay is from God. There are times God will say, hey, it's not time yet. You know, you need to wait. You need to be patient. But there are other times, well, for instance, uh, Daniel was fasting and praying for 21 days and was seeking an answer from the Lord. And the, an angel showed up on the 21st day and he said, Daniel, from the first day that you set yourself to seek the Lord, your prayer was heard and I have been sent to respond to your prayer. But the, the prince of Persia withstood me for 21 days. Now, is that God delaying things? No. Is that God hindering things? No. That's the enemy trying to delay and hinder. You know, in Ezra, uh, the book of Ezra, you see when they were trying to build, rebuild Jerusalem, there were hindrances that came to the work, even though that God had commanded that it be done. And there were people that tried to hinder the work. Look at this in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 18. It says, Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. What? God delayed us? God hindered us? No. Satan hindered us. Now, like I said, I want to get into this in more detail in another podcast. But can Satan ever try to hinder things? Yeah. That's why we have to be diligent to pray without ceasing and not give up and quit just because it doesn't happen right away and not assume that just because it hasn't happened that God's the one doing it or God's the one that's trying to hinder it. You know, if it's his purpose, he's not trying to hinder his own purpose. Now, there are some things that we want, we desire that, there, you know, that's not always his immediate will. But his purposes are his purposes, you know, so he's not hindering his own purposes. But I want to come back to this now, the key of knowledge. That's what we've been talking about, the key of knowledge and what that has to do with hindrances, with the enemy's hindrances from people walking through open doors that God has already opened to them and things that try to hinder people from giving access to God in their life. The hindrance to going through the door was connected to the removal of the key of knowledge. Let's actually read that passage again in Luke eleven fifty two. but let's read it in the Amplified Bible this time. And he said, Woe to you lawyers, 
because you have taken away the key to knowledge, and in brackets it says, scriptural truth. Now this is what I want to emphasize to you, scriptural truth. You yourselves did not enter, and you held back those who were entering, watch this, by your flawed interpretation of God's word and your man-made tradition. This is one of the ways people take away the key of knowledge of scriptural truth, is they have flawed interpretation of God's word, and they replace the word with opinion, with personal conviction, and man-made tradition. This is one of the ways the key is taken away from the open doors that God has already opened to us by failing to rightly divide the word of truth and by replacing the word with man's tradition. You know, loosely or half-heartedly interpreting the scriptures can lead to misunderstanding the scriptures, not taking time to dig into them, spouting off religious notions in place of the written word of God, or personal experience, or personal opinion, or personal feelings. You know, I just feel like this, and I just feel like that, and I just feel like you got to watch out about that. That's not the word, and that can try to hinder people from understanding the scriptures and the truth and the open doors that it has opened to us. In the Passion Translation, it says, You are nothing but hypocrites, you experts of religion. You take away from others the key that opens the door to the house of knowledge. Not only do you lock the door and refuse to enter, but you also do your best to keep others from the truth. Man, I mean, the house of knowledge, I mean, there are so many things. The Bible says people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And so there are things that the Lord has already done for us. But if you don't know he's done it and you're not aware of it, you won't walk through the open door to the house of knowledge. You won't find out what he's already done for you. You won't find out what already belongs to you. The Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians 2 that the spirit reveals to us the things that God has freely given to us. And this can be true of the door of healing or the door of increase or the door of opportunity. People are entering in, but then somebody else comes with religious notions and personal opinions and tries to hinder them from going in, tries to take away the key of knowledge and says, you know, sometimes it's God's will for, for people to be healed. Sometimes it isn't. You know, you just never know. Que sera. What will be will be. The future's not ours to see. You know, what is that? That's not, that's not Jesus. That's Doris Day. You know, I'm quoting Brother Keith Moore. But anyway, but even well-meaning people can be used by the enemy to hinder access to the door. So when that's happening, what, what are we supposed to do? You know, how do we just move past that and go through the door that God has opened to us and sidestep the hindrances? Well, we have to come back to the scriptural truth we have to come back to the word. We have got to get rid of man's opinions and traditions and feelings, and we've got to come back to the word. You know, in Ezra 4 and 5, God had commissioned Ezra to go back to Jerusalem and to rebuild the temple. But some people uh, were opposing it, and they wrote a letter to Xerxes and misinterpreted the whole thing 
and tried to make it seem like it was something that it wasn't. And as a result, Xerxes misinterpret and misinterpreted what they were doing and thought it was a rebellion. You know, could you ever be obeying God and somebody misinterpret it as rebellion? Well, anyway, but but the Bible says he hindered it. He hindered the building. But God gave them a word through Haggai about building the temple. And regardless of what the king was doing, he, he came to them and said, hey, I'm, I'm the one who's leading you to do this. I'm the one who's calling you to do this. They had to go back to the word. And what was interesting is after Xerxes, I believe it was Darius, the king, who the Bible says he went into the archives and found where Cyrus had decreed that the temple be built. Well, I find that interesting because sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, you got to go back into the archives. <laughs> if you're not sure about a subject or you hear somebody saying this or saying that, some people can take away the key of knowledge by telling their opinion and what they think. But you need to go back into the archives. You need to examine everything you believe and find it in the written word. You've got to go back and find out what is written and cling to the word because that's the key of knowledge that opens the door.